consistent self-improvement everybody you are now listening to american gypsy podcast i'm your host classic and i'm here with my co-host gypsy and today we have Clarissa Bart. She is an award-winning media personality, producer, director, writer, author, public speaker, former supermodel, and winner of Celebrity Survivor Show. That's yeah. a lot of hats. I know. It's like the only thing I'm not is a plumber. <laughs> I know it sounds like it does. it does kind of sound like a lot doesn't it but god I'm old and so when you get to be this age I think you just get to fill a whole bunch of stuff in you know and, and you get us to jam a bunch of stuff into life and that's that's what I uh that's my story and I'm sticking to it <laughs> so what is your favorite hat out of all of those things Oh yeah. Mine is, mine is really what we're doing right now. Mine's being in front of the camera. Mine is being, you know, a show host. Mine is being an interviewer. Um, you know, I love being in front of a camera. I love being in front of a live audience. I love being on stage. I mean, I was Mary Poppins in the kindergarten play. I don't know if that kind of drives it home, but that's, you know, (laughs) it was just kind of built in me, if you will. Um, I'm happy when I'm on stage and in front of a microphone in some way, shape or form. And, and hopefully, you know, educating and empowering at the same time. Nice. So tell us a little bit about where you're from and even just how you got started in that inspiring energy. Right. Well, when I was, when I was Mary Poppins, I was, I was living in Philadelphia where I was born. Uh, And then I moved into the bright lights in the big city in New York city after I graduated high school because I wanted to be a model and that took me over to Europe where I lived for 30 years, mostly in Italy. And that's uh, again, where I modeled and then I started to act. I did a little bit of acting. So I don't know if anybody remembers an Ever Any Story Part 2, but I was the meme queen in the second one. She was the one that stole all the little boys' memories. <laughs> and, um, and then I moved on to my own television production company. So I produced television and absolutely loved, again, being on the stage. So I took the Miss Universe pageant, believe it or not, um, for five years for Italy. And we did three-hour live broadcasts in prime time with 18 cameras and just crazy, crazy productions. Um, but yeah, that was that was a really good time. And then it just, just kind of you know seemed to me that it was time to come home back to the states which i did so i now live in phoenix that's been 17 years but in those 17 years i did live out in los angeles for about four and a half years so i know la very well and then in the meantime guys i just decided it was time to write the book that i wanted to write the you know a legacy piece something that was gonna i could leave behind that would be really you know i think my life's work uh people say why did you write the book you know it's called the self-esteem regime and it's an action plan for becoming the confident person you were meant to be which i'm very proud by the way to say is in barnes and noble and i can walk into the store and see it on the shelf and do my go to book signings and all that fun stuff um and you can get it on amazon too but it's just really cool to be able to say wow there's my book at barnes and noble you know you like check that off the list it's a cool thing to say um and uh the book is was no, thanks. Thank you, Classic. That's really nice of you. But the really cool part, I think, is that, you know, um, that I wanted to write it. It got written and people ask why. And it was it was kind of, you know, as a little girl growing up, watch my mom and she's a beautiful woman, beautiful, beautiful. Oh, don't take my picture. I come out horrible in pictures. And I'm kind of like, what's up with that? Like, what is that? And then my grandma... Like, you know, and then my grandmother was, my grandmother was another beautiful woman and she, oh, I need to lose weight, I need to lose weight. And so she took, takes these two, she's like in her fifties, sixties, whatever the hell she was. And so she says, oh, I'm going to take two diet pills, takes two diet pills, chokes on them, perforates her esophagus and spends the next six weeks in the hospital. I'm like, what the hell was that? And then the next thing, yeah. 
And then, you know, I, I had the great fortune of being among the 1% of the supermodels in the world back in the day. I mean, we, some of the most beautiful women, you know, that, that, that God created. And, and, and I would see some of them not treating themselves very well, or they'd be in toxic relationships, or they would be uh, drugging themselves. You know, they'd talk, talk badly about them, like whatever that was. And I went, dang, there's, there's like a common denominator here. What is it? And, and of course it was, you know, lack of self-esteem, lack of good, happy, healthy self-esteem. So for me, it was, it was kind of, you know, it sounds very fluffy, but when you, when you realize how important self-esteem truly is in your life in everything you say, in everything you do, in the people you hang out with, in the words that come out of your mouth, in the dreams that you, you, you create for yourself, everything depends on how you think about yourself. And I'm just saying, not some things, I'm saying everything. So this is one of the reasons why I just wanted people to up-level. I wanted them to feel really good about themselves. I wanted, you know, when I was a kid, I'd go out on the recess and I'd play with the underdog. I would always play with the kid that everybody else was bullying because it broke my heart. Or, you know, I would go up to the kindergarten class. Instead of playing with the meanies, I'd go up to the kindergarten class and read books to the kids. Like, I was eight, nine years old. But that's where I felt like I was being able, I was really productive and I was feeling good about what I was doing. So I was looking for ways even then to, to really be there, you know, kind of like stand up for other people as well. The younger or the kind of downtrodden, if you will. Um, and so there you go. Uh, there's a many reasons that I wrote the book and I'll tell you, I'm thrilled that I did. I'm, I'm positive that even in the modeling industry back then, you know, self-esteem was very, very important or even, and I know how time has changed now. And they've said that, um, social media has, um, basically oh. increased, you know, low self-esteem yeah. in people. Yeah. Back well, look then. Look at the suicide rate. Yeah. Look at the suicide rates. Mm -hmm. Right. Social media has, has, has played, I mean, it's a fabulous thing. Don't get me wrong. It's played havoc with, especially with our younger generations. And this book was written. Somebody said it's very easy. It is an easy read, but the work that you will do is not easy, mind you. But the, the, the book is very easy. is an easy read. But social media has absolutely uh, set the bar at a whole different place and space. And that's not, doesn't mean that's good because our kids are watching this stuff and they have to realize that so much of it is not true not real and BS. You know, I mean, anybody can go and, you know, rent an Airbnb mansion for a weekend, Airbnb it, and take a bunch of pictures and say, hey, look at my lifestyle now. You can always go rent a Lamborghini and a Ferrari and take pictures with it and say, hey, look at my lifestyle. And so much of it isn't true. Right. Um, these filters, the girls, you know, girl, the perfect skin and beautiful everything. Oh, my, you know, their bodies are getting really, thin. it's not reality. It's, you know, 99.999%. It's not true. And that's one of the things we talk about in the book. Be real careful of that stuff. How has the modeling um, industry changed since back then to now? Do you notice, um, I'm sure you notice a drastic change in just how things are going. What are some of the well, ways... That yeah, after I got out of the business, uh, it was obvious that the, you know, the, and especially after the wall in Berlin fell in 1990. Uh, sorry, the, yeah, the, yeah, the wall in Berlin. I was, I, yes. Uh, the wall in Berlin, Berlin fell in 1990 and it opened up all the East Bloc countries so that they were able to travel. And we saw an influx of very, very much young, beautiful girls, but much younger than we had seen previously. So now you're looking at, instead of looking at 18, 19, 20 year olds, you're looking at 13, 14, 15 year olds that are now traveling the world and, 
and most you know mostly they were going to either Paris or into Italy for you know Milan, the Milan uh, agencies are there, the modeling agencies are there, and so we saw that first of all it got much younger, but then there were some lobbies that were coming along for um, for models and. They were really girls that had been models and they decided, you know, that, that some of the lifestyle really wasn't conducive and it wasn't healthy. The idea that, you know, these women now had to be waif thin, they had to be, you know, size zeros, that they weren't eating and they were showing up very weak to the shows. They started to implement in a different fashion, the different fashion weeks and fashion shows, they started to put down some laws saying, you've got to have water backstage, you've got to have food backstage. Even if it's fruit, don't care, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So. I, we never saw that backstage. We always brought our own if we wanted, you know, I always had chocolate chip cookies, but, you know, I had water and cookies. Other girls were, you know, had apples and, you know, they would bring with. Um, those were different things that were that were implemented. Um, and uh, I think that they also raised the, the, uh, the age limits on, on certain things as well. So, yeah, it changed drastically, but also, you know, the, the, the social media came in then. So this is where we had these megastars that are models coming out because they were on the social media so early that they were able to make a really big name for themselves um, pretty much straight out the gate. So that was another way that modeling changed is that, that you had direct uh, convert, you know, when I was a model, you know, uh, you, you always had, if you opened up the credits, you'd have the name of the photographer, the name of the lighting guy, the name of the makeup person, the name of the thing, but you never had the name of the model. The name of the model was never, oh. ever, ever, ever put anywhere. Today, Why is that? it's like, yeah, just was the way it was then. But now you always, Always know who the model is, right? So very interesting. There was also, you know, right after my modeling year, I don't want the supermodels anymore. We're going to go directly to the celebrities. So now the celebrities were on the covers, and the celebrities were taking over the makeup uh, counters. You know, having their faces, the Revlons and the Max Factors or the Maybellines or whatever else, or the uh, Estee Lauders. Right? It used to be models before that. Then it became celebrities. So that kind of changed as well. I mean, now there's a little bit more flux, if you will, uh, going now into curvy models and plus size models and we saw the first trans models coming in 10 years ago, 15 years ago. So lots of things have changed. Lots of the you know, barriers have fallen down. It's a little bit more fluid in some areas. And then in others, it's like you must have food behind the stage. And, you know, there's different different things. So, yeah, lots of ch has changed. What so, are some of the, I'm sorry. I was going to ask, like, how does one begin to build their self-esteem? Like, what can they do? Well, you know, first of all, it's, it's, I go by the four pillars, which are look good, feel good, be good and greater good. So one of the first things you're going to want to do is to make sure, you know, when you look in the mirror, you do feel like you look okay. You know, I mean, you're working on yourself and you may not always go, wow, I look 100%. Maybe it's 80, but let's do what we can to make sure that, you know, you, you, you are happy looking in the mirror. Uh, and we have a lot of mirror work, by the way, in the book that has nothing to do with makeup, something different. Um, but that you uh, are feeling, looking your best because you you know how to wear makeup, you know how to ma it makes you look good, you know what, what works with your body type, You so you know makeup and you know proportion, you know the colors of the clothing that you should be wearing that are going to also optimize, you know, just your overall glow, if you will. Be, uh, then we have uh, look good, feel good, feel good, diet, exercise, nutrition. They all work together, you got to make sure that you are 
are eating properly and, and that you're getting the proper amount of exercise. That is so, so important, especially for people like myself who are what we call soul entrepreneurs, but I'm really a solopreneur. I do a lot of the work by myself. And if I go down, it all goes down. I, I got COVID in November. I was down for three weeks. Believe me, it took me forever to catch up. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're keeping up with your health. Be good. Your finances, your relationship, leadership, if you are a leader in some way, shape, or form. Where are the other aspects of your life, education, uh, that you need to be good? You need to be up, upping your level. You need to be, you know, a playing at the top of your game. I constantly am, um, uh, you know, I'm getting on other courses, other classes, uh, reading other books, making sure that I'm always up leveling and learning. For example, I have uh, about four I think they are different newsletters that come in every morning and they come in from the different diction dictionary.com you know webster.com collins.com like whatever they, they are the newsletters come in and they give me a new word every day so I get like four new words every day if I don't know what they are I make sure that I you know if I, I read them and I and I and I you know I, I make sure that that's one more thing that I've learned I think that speaking proper English and speaking English you know in an eloquent way really is another way to up level yourself right it's just one of those things greater good is giving back paying it forward tithing volunteering and sometimes it's something as simple as just keeping the door open for Somebody that's running for the elevator, helping a woman down with a you know baby in the carriage down the stairs. Smile, good morning. Some of the little stuff that you have, you don't have to do big, huge, broad stroke stuff. Sometimes it's just those little kindnesses. What was the last time you saw somebody on public transportation, you know, get up because they saw an elderly get on board or a, a pregnant woman? Well, we haven't yeah. been on public transportation. Well, I, you know, I'm just saying in general. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying in general, you know. Not as often anymore. Just, you know, doing the often. kind things that we know what is the right thing to do. The right thing is to get up anywhere we are right. and let an elderly person sit down or give the, the pregnant lady the seat. You know, these are the, these are the proper, you know, mannerly things to do. Um, so looking good, feeling good, being good and living in your greater good is always is always a great place to start. The second, another place that second but another really great place to start and i'm telling you i know it's i know it's self-esteem 101 but probably one of the most important things and it took me a while and that is never compare yourself to anybody else i don't care who it is i don't care what there's always going to be somebody prettier richer more intelligent got a better job whatever it's dress is better i don't care what it is it's your perception and you're going to find something else about somebody that you think is better than you and i'm going to tell you two things you don't you haven't walked a mile in there yet remember that perception is the way you see things and the other thing is also um just be really happy about who you are you get to be you you're lucky man you get to be you and when i say that i mean god buddha krishna source divine universe whatever you want to call it knew what they were doing at your creation when you were created i'm guarantee you whoever did that knows a heck of a lot more about what they were doing than you do. So, you know, just be thankful, be really happy. Say, thank you. I'm so thrilled I get up to be me today because I've got the slate right in front of me. I got the, here's my blackboard. I got some chalk and I get to, you know, I get to decide who I want to be today. And I always, guys, I always want to be a better person tomorrow than I am today. Yes. What are, I was going like, ah, what's the next question? <laughs> you kind of just asked uh, or just answered a little bit of my question that I was holding. And it was, you know, what are some of the triggers, the things that trigger low self-esteem? And you, like you said, comparing yourself to someone else, obviously, that got to be one of them. What are some of the other things that 
you know, trigger that low self-esteem. Uh, yeah, bad self-esteem is usually, um, I go down this path some, sometimes, but I think, and I think it will resonate with some people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, hurt people, people that have been hurt, hurt people. I literally said that yeah. earlier today. <laughs> right. Hurt people, hurt people. And that means you as a hurt, we've all been hurt. Uh, it's on you. You, it's on you to do the work. And that's why I say when you go, go down the path of this book, <laughs> you know, that we give you all, we give you a lot of tools and resources, case studies, affirmations, all kinds of things that you can do to really start putting in motion, you feeling better about you. When you go through the work in a book like mine, you know, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to be ready to step up for yourself. Uh, it's going to take courageous uh, work and it's not going to be easy. That's one of the things that um, I, I can guarantee you. Um, a lot of people feel that, you know, they got to be apologizing. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. And I failed and I was such a failure and I failed. Well, let me, let me tell you that failure, fail, the acronym is the first attempt in learning. Mm. first attempt in learning and 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 i use these analogies all the time and i say you know ford didn't come off with the perfect car the first time it came off the assembly line einstein didn't get the new light bulb right the first time he tried it right so you know failure is inevitable and and every time you fail you're that much closer to succeeding so don't be afraid. You know, we live in fear of so many things and, you know, people might laugh at us or think we're silly or think we're, you know, crazy. Who cares what people think? It's not, it's not your business to be caring what other people think about you. It's none of your damn business. Don't even go there. Because if you start to do that, you know, if you start, that means you're giving your power away to them. And that is something you cannot do when you're living in happy, healthy self-esteem. I often talk about standing strong in your stead, having really strong roots in, you know, like tree in the ground so that, you know, life again, ebbs and flows. Life is going to trigger you. We're human. It just is going to do that. Something's going to trigger us. But when you're standing really, really strong in your self-esteem and you know you and you know your truth and you know exactly who you are, there's not too much that when that, you know, that tornado that is life or the hurricane that comes through or the tempest that inevitably is going to pass through town, you're still standing and you're doing just, you might've lost a leaf or two, you know, maybe even a branch. But you're still standing and you're doing just fine. You know, these are the kinds of things that I think are really important. Another thing is be really, really mindful that you are you are not a prisoner of your past, right? It was just a lesson, not a life sentence. You know, a lot of us go, oh yeah, but in my past I was, yeah, who cares? Is that who you are today? Is that who you want to be tomorrow? No. Great. Keep reading my book, <laughs> you know, just keep, get, just keep doing the work. Here's another one that I love to leave everybody with you guys. And that is in living in integrity, living in an honesty. Who are you when nobody else is in the room? Mm. Yeah. That is who you truly are. So what another saying that I absolutely love to impart on people is this loyalty is when you have somebody else's back behind their back. Loyalty is when somebody else has your back behind your back. Those are the kinds of friends that you want to keep. You want to find, you want to cherish, you want to nourish, and you want to keep. Um, you know, you've heard the saying that says, you know, people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. The lifetime friends are the ones that you want to, you want to keep. 
really, really nice, nice and close. Sometimes they, they come in for a season. I'm in and I'm out and I'm not going to be here for long, but so, you know, see ya. And sometimes it's a good thing. And sometimes it hurts sometimes for a reason. And you might get a heart, you know, a broken heart. What, okay. What did you learn? What will you, and will you not accept next time? What did it teach you? Where was the message? Um, another thing I love to talk about is, you know, life only gives you what you put up with, right? So what are you putting up with? What are you, what do you, where's the sacrifice in that relationship that you probably don't want to do? You don't want to give up that anymore. Don't be somebody else's doormat, right? Um, also don't live in shame and guilt. Don't do it. It's not helping you. It's not helping anybody. You have nothing to be ashamed or guilty of. Again, you, it was just a lesson and not a life sentence. You deserve to be loved. I will say that. And I say it all the time. You deserve to be loved and you deserve to be respected. It's a birthright. Nobody can, nobody gave it to you. Nobody took it away. It's your birthright. You also deserve to live in a peaceful home. I collaborate with an organization by the name of uh, domesticshelters.org and they are headquartered in Arizona and they have 3,000, 3,500 now, new number, shelters all over the United States and some are now starting to work their way into Canada. And so for women and children that are in difficult situations, we have got to do better. We have to do better. Now, most of the, most of the perpetrators are men, but not all. We've got to do better. You know, where is the self-esteem in staying in a relationship like that, no matter what end you're on, whether you're being beaten on or whether you're doing the beating? Hurt people hurt people. And hurt people often stay. So this is why I, I really like to get that kind of message out also, because um, you do, you know, that's a whole other path we can go down, but you do not have to stay. There are resources for you to get out. There's a blueprint for you to get out. Go to domesticshelters.org and find your way out if you need it. But yeah. <laughs> we've had a few guests and I could say me personally I've never been in a life low to where I've ever contemplated suicide we've had a few guests that have expressed that they've been at a life low where they've contemplated suicide before yes even in the industry that you're in have you ever been at that low to where you've actually contemplated suicide no I will tell you that there are, there have been some times in my life that I I had difficulty thinking about what tomorrow might look like you know, that things are really difficult, whether it be, and it usually it had to do with the ending of a relationship, a love relationship uh, that, you know, I thought was one thing and it turned out to be another. I think we've all had that happen to us. And it just is just the rug pulled out from under you. It's one of the most painful things you will ever find. And normally what, what, you know, what it entailed in my situation was, you know, infidelity. Now I've never been married, but I was in relationships that were long relationships and the infant, you know, I love you, baby. And you're the best thing in the world, baby. And all that stuff, baby. And then, you know, you find out you're not the only baby. And that, <laughs> and that, that, that hurts. That really, really hurts. So yeah, I think that the, the, the lesson there for me was, you know, be mindful, be a little more careful if you can be in love. But the other thing there is be really, really careful when you're taking someone else's heart into your hands, because you've got a responsibility when you love someone. And if the relationship isn't working out, then talk about it. If the relationship isn't what you wanted, then it's time for you to leave. And it's going to be difficult for both of you. But there's no reason to lie. There's no reason to cheat. And there's no reason to steal because people that live in happy health esteem do not do those things. They will not do those things. They will sit you down, take you by the hand, sit you down and tell you what's up. But they will not, they will not do things behind your back. 
there's no, there's no, I mean, there are some pretty evil things in the world, but that's pretty low. That's really low. So don't do it. You know, live, live in your truth, live in, you know, live your great level up. The world is, needs us all to level up, to live in our truth, to live in, in honesty, to live in integrity. And if you are living in integrity, you would never, ever lie, cheat, steal, or betray or from someone or betray them. You just wouldn't. Um, and uh, so suicidal thoughts not I, I, I've spoken to people that have been and it's just a, it's just a moment there's help out there for that as well there are there are medications out there that can help dramatically uh, you know depression is normally something chemical I'm not a doctor and I can't speak much to, more to it than that but there's all kinds of therapy groups or books or classes or courses or meetups or, again, medication that can help you get to the place that you need to be. Uh, I have a mastermind and one of the gals in the mastermind's son is trying to commit suicide. It has been a couple of different times recently. Um, I was able to set them up with somebody that has been through it, that's written a book about it, and, and is now out there on the road talking to teens about, about suicide. Always help. You never think that there's there, people don't love you and people don't care because there are people out there that do. What are some of the struggles that people have with um, self-esteem and dealing with family type of things as far as, you know, you want to have yep. good self-esteem, but your family is not quite with the self-esteem type of roles? Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a great question and I talk about it frequently. So a lot of who we are, uh, a lot of our belief systems, um, a lot of who we think we are comes from the natal tribe. It comes from back home. It comes from mom and dad. It comes from grandma, grandpa. It comes from all those different places. And remember that what they're teaching you is what came from their traditions as well. Um, things change. They wane. They, you know, they wax and they wane. And, and as we, we grow, you know, we're not, I'm not the same person that my parents' generation was or my grandparents' generation was or, the, you know, before that. So, you know, we live in a modern society and that means thought processes take place when we are ready. And, and, and I do hope that everyone listening uh, will listen up pretty intently right now. It's natural and it's normal that you're going to leave the natal home and you're going to have your own thoughts and your own traditions will be made. Your own families you're going to grow and you're going to be a different person than who they might have wanted you to be. And as you grow, you have to, again, stand strong in your stead. As you level up, you will stand strong in your stead. As you become successful, you will, again, stand strong in your stead because there are naysayers. There are people that are not going to be jumping up and down with you with every one of your successes. You are going to find jealousy along the way from the people you never in a million years would have thought it would have come from. There are going to be people's noses out of joint. Some people are going to be triggered and others are going to be offended. You have to love them where they're at and continue on your path. It doesn't mean you're never going home for Christmas anymore and you're not going to be eating Thanksgiving turkey. You're still going home. And you just have to... Thanks, Mom. I appreciate that. I know you love me, and I appreciate your, you know, your advice. And I'll, I'll keep that in mind. That's all you have to do. Creating boundaries does not mean you gotta get mean and angry and ah, these are my boundaries. No, boundaries are created with ease, joy, and glory. They're, they're created for you. What works for you? What's right for you? And for your truth, your truth. What's true for you? What is the life that you want to live? Who does classic want to be? Who does gypsy want to be? And that's exactly who you need to be. As long as you're not hurting anybody, 
then you have, again, it's your God-given right, it's your birthright to live the way you want to live, as long as, again, you're not hurting anyone. So I, uh, I would say absolutely, you know, it is the most normal and natural thing to be, you know, having some things that are going to be able to, my grandmother used to say to me, when are you going to come home and plop it? You know, <laughs> she wanted me to be her. You know, she wanted me home. She wanted me there. We were best, we we're besties, my grandmother and myself. She wanted me home. I had traveled the world for 35 years all over the damn place. I had more, I got more air miles than I got leg miles, I'm telling you. And I've walked a lot. You know, so she said, when are you going to come home and plop it? You know, and it used to break my heart. I mean, oh, I don't want to leave her now. But, you know, that wasn't reality. I'd spent as much time with her as I could, and I loved her right where she was at. And, and parting was always such sweet sorrow, but coming back was always such a celebration yeah. that I wouldn't give up those moments for anything in the world. So, so put, that in, put that in the calendar because you are going to absolutely have those days where you're going, you know you're going to probably annoy somebody in some way, shape, or form or hurt them or piss them off or offend them or whatever it is. You didn't mean to do it. It's just it's a part of your growth. Thank yeah. you for that. You Talk about um, uh, mirror therapy, and you mentioned mirror work earlier. Can you talk about that a little bit? What is that? Absolutely, would love to. So, as I know it, it was created. It was uh, first put out by Louise Hayes. You know, Louise Hayes, the you know fabulous. She she became a superstar also in the publishing world for uh, authors that were talking about things that you know, and originally were a little more woo woo. You know, a little more off the beaten path. She became a billionaire doing it, so she did the right thing. And she started talking about mirror work. And then Jack Hanfield, who was the co-writer of the Chick of Chicken Soup for the Soul with Mark Victor Hansen, used it in his work as well. And that is just straight up going and talking to yourself in the mirror. And it looks weird, and it feels weird, and it sounds weird, and it probably is weird. But it's some of the deepest work you will ever, ever do. And bring a tissue. When you start to tell yourself, looking at yourself and going deep into your soul, I love you. I appreciate you. I, I, I forgive you for X. I, you know, I treasure you. I cherish you. I promise I will take care of you. Uh, all of you start to go, holy, <laughs> you know, it's, and, and again, we have the affirmations that are here in the book and, and feel free to use the ones in the book or make up your own, yeah. make up your own and, and just start going deeper and, and deeper. And if you do this every day for, I don't know, five minutes may seem like a lot in the beginning, do it for two. Put a little timer on your phone. Do it for two every day. And the more you do that, that mirror work will start to move things that you have buried so deep inside of you, you didn't even know they were there. You forgot them that long ago. And some of the work you're going to do in here also is work you didn't even know you had to. Like, you know, there's some issues you got, you're down there, and you yeah, better not to deal with them because it hurts and it's uncomfortable. Deal with them. Get them up. Get them out. Big girl britches on. Just move forward just do the work but the other thing is that when you start to do the work you're like, damn i didn't even know that was a thing i didn't know that was a thing you know and then you find out it's a thing and then you work on it right um here's another one that i absolutely love you're enough you are enough i am enough i'm enough yeah well enough means as much as is required i'll say it again Enough means as much as is required. Now, I don't know about you, Gypsy. I don't know about you, Classic. But I am so much more than it is enough. I am so much more than is required. 
So I want people to start being really careful with also with the words that they use. You know, I am so much more than enough. I am so much bigger than big. I am so much bolder than bold. I am so much stronger than strong. I'm telling you, when you start looking at your mirror in the mirror and telling you yourself these things, it's it's powerful stuff how you speak to yourself. It's your self-acceptance. It's the purpose that you want to live. It's self-responsibilities. It's the assertiveness. It's your integrity and your you start when you start to live consciously in this way. That that's what mirror work is. Yeah, I think I've I've kind of tried it in passing, but I think I need to do more of it because sometimes you you look for others to give you that that confirmation that I'm proud of you and you're doing great. Keep going. But it's like, and that's all great. That's (laughs) that cherry on the cake on top of the icing of the cake. That's awesome. Will Smith said it best when he was in an interview and he said, you know, I'm talking about my self esteem Yeah. and I'm looking for everybody else out there to tell me how great I am when I'm talking about self esteem esteem. That's not self-esteem when you're waiting for everybody else to tell you how damn great you are and how pretty you look today. And oh my God, you're the best of this, the best. Lovely to hear it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Namaste. I appreciate you. Thanks a lot. But you, you need to know that before you, before you need to know how powerful you are. You must know that you must know that do the work. And if it's not in my book, find other books, go to the self-help section, which is what I always read. Oh, I never read a biography. I never read a fiction, never read any of that. No, I went straight to the self-help section and my whole life. And, and there you go. I'm telling you, it, it will change the trajectory of your life. When you start to live in help, happy, healthy, self-esteem, everything will shift. Yeah. It's pretty oh, yeah. cool because I, I actually have a, I've done music for a while, but I haven't put out a lot of music during the time that I've done music, but one of the songs that I did put out and it's actually on my Spotify, it's called proud of me. I'm a cellist as well. So it's, I've done a couple of different kinds, but that in particular song, it is one that I can listen to. And, you know, it's, it's not a lot of lyrics on it, but it's just more of a repeating of, you know, I'm proud of me. I'm proud of me. And it was a song that I know I made when I was in uh, DC, Maryland, Virginia. And it just, it wasn't necessarily a, the most motivating time of my life necessarily, but it was something that I, I can still go back to that song today. And it's one of the things that I feel like, okay, it reminds me of basically all of the stuff that I've been through and kind of where I've come from originally, because I'm originally from Mississippi, but I live in downtown LA. And I, you know, I may not, I feel, you know, some, of course, I'm still, things are still going great and still moving, you know, but, you know, I look back at some of the things that I've done. You could say failed. Um, I wouldn't say failed, but I've completed them. Uh, and it really would be my own, you know, my own self view on how I see the success to a certain Congratulations. degree. And it really helped, you know, even to be at this point right now to where I can transition from doing all of that, feel confident to come over into, you know, trying something else. Yeah. And we're doing it a lot better, even podcasts, you know, we're doing it a lot better than the kind of what we look at there, but we still try not to compare ourselves to a lot of the podcasts that are out there as well that have, you know, celebrity backings or any of that type of thing, and just trying not to compare. But we surprise ourselves that even like this year, we've recorded over about 50 episodes since January to now, and that's about two and a half months. 
Yeah. And it was just a thing started rolling. We kept going with it. And, you know, it's not necessarily, we get our best energy from our guests. So that was one of the main, and it's one of the main motivating things that definitely keep us, you know, fired up about every, you know, podcast each day. We have one almost every recording. (laughs) So so that, you know, it definitely helps for us, our our self-esteem, but it would be, it's, it's sometimes it's puzzling, almost discouraging to kind of look and see the results, the numbers, the, just to look at it's like, ah, you know, why is, why isn't this working in a certain way? But when we go and look like it's just period at the content at our work and what we've done, Sure. That alone is it's a, it's great, it's, isn't it? It's, it feels so great to look at it. It does. And just like mastering a new skill. So people say, so what can you do? To, you know, go go learn a skill. Learns. I don't care if it's needlework, needlepoint, knitting. You know, model. You know, cars. I don't care what it, whatever a new skill is. Maybe it's learning a language. I don't know. You know, doing something like that. Getting really clear on your values. Your values and your value system. For me, it's integrity and it's honesty and it's showing up and it's you know being kind and it's a lot of different things. That when you start, you write down all your values, your what you believe in, your values of how strong they are. You won't waver. You will not waver. You challenge your limiting beliefs. You know, our book, my our book, my book starts out with release. Mm. The first chapter, release. So I got a question for both of you now. Sure. I'm going to change hats a minute. (laughs) If you, you know, you know, there is a limiting belief that you have that is holding you back, that you must release, got to release it or you will not move forward. What is it? It'll be something within me, myself. It'll be probably something that I tell myself in my head. What is it? Not quite sure. (laughs) (laughs) but you know I know that it's I guess it's more like a I feel like I should be doing more Mm -hmm. but it's only because I could I'm looking at you know or feeling like this person is doing a lot right and that's the the comparison that's it it. that was right but I can also look at that person like you said you can look at the person's world as well I'm I can do the math on it. It's like, there's right. some happiness there as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all, even something for me, um, genuine people. Over the past two years, there's been a big separation in genuine people. So because you shifted because you shifted. Yes. Yeah. I definitely can agree that I have shifted even just over the whole year, this past year, just, yeah. um, so I'm trying to completely, you know, it's, it's podcasting is brand new, even speaking in public, talking on the mic, <laughs> I performed all my life, but right. you know, this is one of the best communications and I guess educational foundations sure. that I've built myself. Right. Cause you challenged yourself, you challenged yeah. yourself and you did it. You know, you stepped kind of through the little fear thing. I'm sure you had a moment where you're like, ah, and then you did it and it wasn't. So it's like, you know, the first time you ride a bicycle, right? How about you, Gypsy? What is a, 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 something, you know, you have to let go of if you keep believing it or you are not moving forward. I guess it, I could say, um, the imposter syndrome 
I don't know if I'm wording it right, but because I, it happens even in, you know, in my other career as in doing web development and all of that. And then even now with the podcast, which is a complete different world, um, there's that imposter syndrome, like, should I be doing this? And then when you don't, again, you're looking for others for your self-esteem. So when you don't get that, you're like, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I? Okay, so I have another question for you. <laughs> if not you, who? If not you doing that, who? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank not you, Gypsy. Thank you, Gypsy. Not even me. There you go. So that's the answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah, I love my book. I love my work. I love what I do. And I love just kind of seeing the light bulbs go off sometimes. And believe me, you know, I still deal with daily demons every day. People say, oh, do you ever get to a point of self-esteem? You know, like you take a test, you get 100. Nope. You don't don't work that way you're not going to take a test it's never going to hit 100 there's always life is life and it's going to throw something at you today and tomorrow and the next day and the little things bigger things whatever they are but when you have these tools these resources this book to fall back on you will read the book today and you'll get one you know really good information from it if you read it six months from now you're going to get even something you didn't read the first time, something that didn't land the first time because you weren't ready to hear it. I call my book a resource. It's not, it's a good read, but it's a resource. It, this whole self-esteem regime for me is a mission and a movement. I want the whole world to, could you imagine if everybody lived in happy, healthy self-esteem? There'd be no more war, there'd be no more hate, you know, or at least a lot less. Yes, a lot less. You know, there'd be there'd be so much more love, there'd be more peace, there'd be more harmony. You know, and I'm I'm not trying to sound like a Coke commercial. I'm just trying to tell you that, you know, if we if we could all just level up, raise up the consciousness, raise up vibration, and now I sound woo-woo and I don't mean to be, but just be living in our, our greater good all the way around, this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Some of those things are not woo-woo anymore. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my science now about yeah. frequency and vibe. There you go. Exactly. Even myself, I grew up as a musician, and I've said it before, I grew up with, you know, or for a long time, all my brain was uh, make the song, record the song, write the song, promote the song, and it's a hamster wheel, and you're kind of, you're going, and you're going, and going, and like, when do you say, can I take a break? To when a good is good enough. When, right. When is the when good is good enough. You have to, you, you know, sometimes perfectionism is one of the things that holds us back as opposed to moving us forward. It's great to be perfect. But if you wait until your work is perfect, you have to sometimes let it go when good is good enough. It's really a good. It's a good song. It's a good song. Good. Good is good enough. And sometimes you just have to be able to, to let things go. And then, and then, you know, let it go and then let God or let it go and let the universe or however you want to word that, the divine source, whatever you want to call it, just let it go. Let it go. I agree. You know, stop, I, we're all holding on, ah, holding on so tight to everything. Ah, just let it flow. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let it go. So you talk about the importance of having a support group. Who does, like, what is that? I guess one would people, be in two your people, support five group. people, 10 people. What's the <laughs> as many, as many people as you can find that are in your, you, that would be in your 
support would potentially be in your support for the lifetime. A soul group, maybe, or yeah, I mean, yeah, what? you know, the inner, the, the ones that you know that are your ride or dies, the ones that you know that have your back, the ones that you could, you know, you know that as soon as your back is turned, they're not doing you dirty, you know, they're not doing. They're, they're they are really a tr a true friend. Um, those are the ones, because we, we can't choose our family, but we can choose our friends. And that's where the rubber hits the road, right? That's where you go, okay, I got the craziest damn family, but my friends are pretty cool, you know, something <laughs> like that. Well, yeah, whatever. I don't know. But, you know, I can choose. Not everyone has the good fortune of becoming from a, a, a healthy, happy, self-esteemed family, right? A, a lot of a lot of people come from broken backgrounds or you know difficult situations, you know the whole thing. So when when they leave there, their tools in the shed aren't very many, and they only know you know they're going through life with a shovel instead of having a shovel and a rake and a hoe and a hoe h oe ho and, <laughs> and, and and you know and the and the pitchfork and the, the you know the chainsaw now, a lot of people don't have that in the shed right they got a shovel so they have to acquire these other things as they move on and they must acquire these things this is why i write the book because i want to continue to not nudge if not push everybody in the right direction of again feeling Good about yourself, being productive, doing the right things, um, and and living in happy, healthy self-esteem. Like I've said before, I'll, I'll never you know get tired of saying it. Um, these are the kinds of uh, people that change the world. It changed the world. I guess to kind of go back to the beginning of talking a little bit about LA, since we're in downtown LA, I guess for our listeners, what was downtown LA LA like when you were? Here. Well, I was there. I was only there just some years ago. So I think I lived there like 10 years ago or something. Uh, and I wasn't downtown that many times because uh, I was living out in, um, you know, by like Santa Monica area. So I was out in that area and I really tried not to go to <laughs> with that traffic out there. I tried not to get in the car too often. That's I remember I remember coming down a couple of different times and it was, you know, it just looked like downtown city to me. And uh, so I didn't really live down there. I don't know the inner workings of the downtown part of the city. So I don't know if I'm the best person to ask that question. Yeah, well, we just hear about how it's constantly changed or has changed a lot over the past, whether it's 10 years or 15 years. So we kind of ask. Got you. Once yeah, yeah I, wasn't, I wasn't downtown. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And what are some of like the best places that you've traveled? I know you said you've been yeah. to Italy. What would you say is, I guess, to kind of top it off? Your I really favorite. like Thailand a lot. That was great. New Zealand was lovely. I was only to China for one day, but that was cool. I was in Japan for a while. That was, that was different, really neat. I had my first, you know, like regular, what do they call it? Shiatsu massage. It almost broke me in half. Uh, it was that. <laughs> God, it was like, whoa, ease up. I couldn't walk for a week after that. It was so strong. Um, but um, I love those places. I still want to get to Australia. I want to get to Nepal and Tibet, um, just different places that I want to get. You know, um, I've never been anywhere in South America. Wow. So I really look forward to getting there. But, you know, who's traveling these days? I mean, for the moment, we're kind of all, you know, as we listen to China, there's another whole new virus coming our way. So who knows when travel will go back to normal and, you know, we'll feel comfortable getting back on planes again. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've had a chance to go to Brazil. I had an exchange student. So I, I did get a chance to. Very good. Awesome. Southern America. She travels a lot. So we also ask guests, you know, about their traveling places to kind of get an yeah. idea of one of our 
next yep. traveling yep. places. Okay. But before we get ready to close it out, would you like to share with our um, listeners like where they can find your work, um, yeah. website, and any just... upcoming projects or events? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've got you can find me at you know Clarissa Burt basically straight across the board. I'm not on Snapchat, but everywhere else. So Clarissa Burt official on Facebook, and then Clarissa Burt LinkedIn, face up. Oh, yeah, LinkedIn and Twitter, and you know where else am I? TikTok. I don't know. All the other ones. <laughs> Uh, all the other ones so clarissa burt and then it's clarissabert.com website uh and uh the next thing that i'm doing is uh i am creating an event for women it's called the women's global event and we are starting to work on that now for a december drop it'll be an online webinar uh for with women coming in from all over the world to talk to us about the position and condition of women in many different fields uh, of endeavor and of work so we're getting we're getting ramped up for that it's very exciting okay awesome clarissa we've definitely enjoyed this conversation and yeah. having you having you we appreciate your time and consideration and it's very very valuable information that you've yeah. shared with us today so I could see the world's turning with you, classic. I could see. The <laughs> yeah. I know, Gypsy. It's been a weird day. Going to work on a thing or two, but we all have work to do. You know, yeah. it never ends. It's constant, and those daily demons when they come in, say, "Not, not today, Satan. Sorry, I can't." You know, we've done this. I've told you, don't come back. Just you know, keep forging forward. Don't listen to. Uh, anyone else don't listen to and the, the, the inner work that you will do will get rid of those daily demons uh, sooner than later so that's the exciting part when you do the hard work up front you know you get rid of a, a lot of the old fallacies and and life doesn't always become easier but you can deal with it in a much in a much better way yeah, yeah that's why our model is consistent self-improvement yeah consistent self-improvement thanks guys for everything bye bye thanks <laughs> Thank you. And um, for the listeners, for the listeners you can yeah. find the podcast at americangypsy.com and you can find consistent self-improvement merch at luamli.com. And we also have music at Classic Carpenter, K-L-A-C-C-I-K-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-A. That's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube, all major platforms. Thank you again for your time and consideration, consistent self-improvement to everyone and peace. peace.